Hey guys, we're living in stressful times, like with record inflation, maybe a little bit of a dip in the economy, obviously global panic. Knowing what to do to protect yourself and your family is, is quite difficult, right? Like because you can't simply live off the savings until you know all this goes away. You're not getting ahead. Your inflation is eating up your savings. Anything in the bank is going backwards. Interest rates have risen so much instead of just relying on banks to get you ahead, you need to plan. Like you need a plan to safely invest in property and potentially make passive income that'll support yourself and your family now and in the future. Because when, let's say, a recession strikes or inflation is high, one of two things usually occurs. Number one, bank accounts flatten for most because they don't know how to survive and prosper. And number two, Few make a lot of money because great opportunities arise in times like these. So despite a downturn, true property investors are actively and confidently investing in properties because of that, you know, that whole adage that property rises, hard assets rise in times of inflation. So brush off any of those people that are saying that real estate in Australia isn't lucrative anymore. And this episode, I want to share with you actually a, just a story, like a, a story from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So we have an amazing property investor. His name is Shabazz. He lives in Melbourne and he wanted to be a property investor, he didn't want to get stuck and live a life in that sort of 30-year principal place of residence mortgage prison. You know, he'd read all the books, did all the seminars, listened to all the podcasts, but he still wasn't satisfied. You know, everyone was promising the world, you know, but saying that he needed to pay them a fee per property to get ahead. He just didn't buy it. So instead, he, you know, took education up. He, he did the property investment accelerator. Now he has two properties diversified across Australia with instant equity and solid cash flow. They're growing like really rapidly despite Sydney and Melbourne going down, despite interest rates going there. These guys, these properties, not guys, I don't know why I said that. These properties are actually growing in value and it's just really textbook interstate property investing without catching a single fly or dropping $15,000 on overhyped buyer's agents every time. So here's how he did it. Hear from him directly. He'll share you know, exactly how we bought interstate, the warts and all, the challenges, the experiences, the joys of it all, the locations, how his mindset shifted, what his strategy is short-term, long-term. I just think you'll get so much value. So yeah, enjoy guys. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Shabazz, I know we've already been talking, but uh, once again, congratulations on, like I was saying before, some, some great properties. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for uh, 
giving me the opportunity to yeah kind of learn and progress through my property journey and uh, yeah i'm very confident what i have achieved so far and uh, i can always rinse and repeat moving forward so yeah appreciate it no and and let, let's just go through the properties real quick so the first one and just reading here is in perth the purchase price was 415000 and the rent is $500 a week so you know really 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 good yield and of course just because it's a good yield doesn't make it a good property the data the underlying data for short term and long term growth prospects are very very good and the second property was purchase price 456000 and this was actually you know based on comparables the actual valuation for this should have been or could have been $485,000. So almost $30,000, you could say, under market value or instant equity. So that's a fantastic outcome. And I love the yield on this because the rent is 590, right? <laughs> 590 a week. So that's, you know, well above 6%, um, you know, yield. So once again, really high cash flowing properties that, you know, bought under market value with great growth potential. I suppose, Shabazz, like, you know, you're saying just when we were talking before that you've already bought your principal place of residence in Melbourne and you were saying how, you know, you could potentially build another couple of dwellings on it that has some value add potential. Like what, what kind of got you interested in investing in properties? What got you to develop a goal for yourself that you want to buy two properties in 2022? Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, sharing both the deals. Uh, and uh, let me just quickly go back to 2020 and give some like uh, sure, yeah. uh, context before I come up to these properties. So uh, like uh, in 2020, like I had savings uh, around, you know, 10, 20% and uh, I was just hunting for a house and uh, yeah spoke to a lot of people everyone kind of gives different perspective and uh, i think with uh, um, i'm kind of person who likes to get involved and i can see that property is like half a million dollar worth of transaction so i want to make it show that yeah it's right and i've done my part so uh, i remember i went through about 25 uh, inspections when i wanted to buy my uh, ppr and I didn't know like uh, how things will work and how would I be buying investment property down the track. But I do learn a very important thing that it's about uh, building the kind of dream home like later and, and, and like your idea of rent vesting. Uh, I mean, I have a similar thought on that. And that's why I didn't buy a brand new property. And back in the days, uh, people were talking about those grants. In 2020, the government had uh, released some kind of uh, different grants. I, I didn't even bother. My aim was to yeah uh, acquire something which has the capital growth potential. So uh, yeah, when the right property came, I bought it in 2020. And then uh, around 2022, when I could see the signs that the property has gone up in value and uh, the evaluation was close to 200K in equ equity. So that got me really interested that, okay, now, uh, I mean, I'm very uh, good position. Uh, like the evaluation is uh, 200K equity. So I can easily buy two investment property now. So uh, that's when in 2022 early, I started to like look around. And again, like it's just my thing. I want to be more involved. And I was actively trying to see what's available. Like there has to be some way 
where we can do this, uh, you know, buy the investment property, like how the elites or, you know, uh, th those who can do it better. So I remember I've read three books. I was looking into commercial property and I read a book about, uh, I don't know, I think it was re Rethinking Investment. I don't know the name. And then I could see that every time I read a book, it all comes down to there is a catch behind, like there is someone, a buyer's agent, or uh, they, there is a sell selling point, and they, they have a, a team behind it, and then they will be talking about that, yeah, we can help you with this. And so I was coming to that point every time, like uh, those um, seminars, like property seminars, and it all come down to like they would do it for me. So it, it just didn't make sense. And some, somehow like someone recommended uh, your channel, your YouTube channel. And uh, I think when I started uh, like going through the videos and that's where I realized that our mindset are alike. And this is what something I'm looking for where uh, you talk about how, you know, we can learn how to do it ourselves. So yeah, I think about, yeah, that, that, that was there and uh, I started uh, exploring and did the course uh, and uh, the course pretty much taught me how to you know purchase both the properties yeah yeah no uh amazing and and yeah you definitely took the ball by the horn so to speak and and got the result uh, just one question that came to my mind as you were saying that you built equity in your principal place of residence between 2020 and 2022 um you know a lot of people think, well, I have equity. That's great. That means I have less debt as a proportion of the total property value. You know, why not just continue to pay that debt down and, you know, hopefully in some number of years in the future, have no debt on the property. Like why get more debt, more properties? Why not just, you know, you're saying you work um, at one job before now you work two jobs, you know, social welfare worker, et cetera. Why not just go down the path of paying off your property and just being living a comfortable, so to speak, relaxed, stress-free life with no debt? Yeah, I think uh, like uh, because I have been uh, like reading and uh, I listen to your podcast and uh, uh, learn from those who have done this before in the past. I think what I've learned that uh, the faster way to like kind of uh, pay off the debt is actually manage the debt properly. And the way we do it, like by obviously increasing our portfolio. And uh, I'm, I'm much comfortable because I've done my homework and I'm comfortable to a certain point where I can manage a certain debt. Uh, and that way I feel it's uh, faster to kind of pay off the debt. And investment properties are just like, uh, they are, producing rental income from day one. So that way in uh, maybe 10 years time or 15 years time, I will be in a position where I can pretty much be very confident as to what decision I've taken in the past. And that will kind of help me manage my debt properly. Yeah. So that's really, you know, truth is uh, rather eloquence is truth spoken concisely. And I think you summarized it really well. I mean, you can try to pay off your principal place of residence over 30, 40 years. You'll probably get there, but is it the dream home? Probably not. And by just getting more debt, good debt in the short term, you know, that compounds your assets 
in growth and you can sell one or two of them and get your quote unquote dream home sooner if that's what people want to do. So it's just, a, it's a mindset thing, as you said a couple of times. And so the other mindset thing that I just want to poke is that you're based in Melbourne. Like a lot of people in Melbourne, like the affordable parts of Melbourne are like the Western Western corridor, like towards, um, you know, the Western suburbs. There's a lot of new estates coming up, a lot of, you know, house and land packages, a lot of new land um, being bought and sold. And you know, like, let's be honest, they have also increased in price over the last couple of years, maybe not as much as other more worthy investment locations across Australia. But why didn't you just, um, I don't know if you have family, friends around there, but why didn't you just follow the herd, so to speak, and say, look, I'm comfortable with Melbourne, I live here, I can drive past, why don't I just buy out near Melton or, you know, um, Hopper's Crossing or Tani, Tragonina? Like, why did you decide to buy all the way across Australia in Perth. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, you are uh, exactly spot on. Even though we live in uh, you know Gold Coast, but uh, when I was doing my homework and I found exactly where people are talking about Melton and uh, other western side uh, Melbourne suburbs, but uh, I, I just had that uh, uh, the gut feeling in me that uh, this is uh, uh, not the right time or uh, you know the ship has sailed from melbourne and the data wasn't really pointing towards melbourne and uh, i think the, the point when uh, i kind of started uh, uh, you know uh, educating myself from your videos and i realized that there's if there's uh, an option where i can buy better locations which the data is leading up to and it makes more sense then why should i you know just uh, try to uh, buy my backyard as to say so I think uh, doing the course kind of it is very self-explanatory and it's a no-brainer. And uh, like, obviously, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that the Perth has got so much more room to grow uh, based on so many other uh, economical and different diverse background. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I wanted to actually buy both the investment properties in Perth. It's just that it was a very hot market. So I had to look in Queensland. So, yeah, I feel like it's no brainer if we start, like really start to educate ourselves, uh, we will see that there's a lot more opportunity like across Australia. So, yeah, that's yeah. the reason. No, I'm actually glad that you bought one of them in Queensland because diversification is always an age old principle. And the suburb that you bought in, in regional Queensland is one of my favorite suburbs, actually, because it gives, as you know, such great yield. And I think it's it's actually a premium suburb. It's not like lots of investors are just flocking there. There's mostly owner occupiers, you know, good you know households, um, you could say, with good incomes, incomes increasing as well. Um, did you find it difficult uh, to buy sitting in Melbourne, to buy in Queensland, to buy in Perth? Or maybe another way to ask the same question is what challenges did you incur, you know, buying, transacting, negotiating, signing contracts, um, valuing, et cetera, properties from, you know, thousands of kilometers away? Yeah, I think uh, I had like two challenges. So the first was like, because I'm a casual worker, I have never worked like a full-time job. And I, I had to change jobs because when COVID happened, like I had another job. So I really had to uh, figure it out that how uh, I need to balance my finances. And uh, the other challenges, like uh, what I really faced was maybe like, I'm a man of few words. So uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, how to negotiate and that build that repo with 
the sales agent. Uh, I started interviewing a buyer's agent at that time. Uh, just I thought like, okay, let me get another perspective as to, okay, will that really help me? Uh, and, and then uh, to be honest, when I realized that I was coming up with my strategy as to, okay, what I'm looking for in, in an investment property, and I could give them, okay, these are, you know, my top priorities, which will, which I need in an investment property. And I couldn't really see that they, they kind of uh, uh, had that uh, thought process or they were uh, adding more value in my circumstances. And yeah, that, that's when I realized that I've already, you know, done half of the job, mostly the core. If I, I just needed to go back to the course and start reevaluating myself and try to just do it in a very disciplined way. And I think moving forwards, that's what I did. I kind of put in a, more effort. I had to put in a lot of effort in order to get that uh, Queensland property. So, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to maybe following the process as it is taught in the course. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's a good point that you make as well, that, you know, whether it's this course, another course or anything in life, you do have to be disciplined. Um you can outsource like you investigated, but ultimately, like I always say, no one really cares about your money, your goals, your outcome as much as you do yourself. And so if you are going to do it yourself and get the best result, you do need to be focused, like disciplined um, with some mental stamina. And so I'm glad that you made that leap and, and you got there. And then you you know you're a man of few words you said so thank you for doing this interview by the way um, in the Queensland property you know you got this for four fifty six the value is about four eighty five so roughly thirty thousand dollars under market value so before you said you were struggling in negotiating but then presumably you did really well in this one like what was it that allowed you to get this one at such a sharp price because people will think well you know pk shabazz if it was valued at 485 then surely the agent knows its value why would they sell it under its true valuation surely the seller knows its true value surely there were other buyers that were willing to give the true value how on earth can you get it at 456 <laughs> yeah i mean that's a very good point and uh, i think uh, what happened was uh, in order to like kind of get this deal, I had missed out on maybe seven or eight. Uh, I, I had like a couple of suburbs in Western Australia and Queensland. Queensland just one or two. So uh, I had uh, I had been like doing this homework, like repeating so many times. So uh, like uh, the properties which I was missing out on, I think I was just learning every time, and I was learning live what's happening on the grounds that time. So that way I was like getting a sense of what's exactly the true value is and missed out on a lot of properties. And uh, it, it, it was close. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, like it seems really a good deal, but when we do our due diligence uh, and the property manager is a very important tool uh, in this because like they are our eyes and ears in, on the ground. So based on their uh, data, what they provide the feedback. I was just trying doing my own maths and trying to come up with uh, the terms and condition and, and the price point. 
so after missing out on so many and i i could i was at that point where i could tell uh like it, it was a very repeated method so i could tell what the, exactly the price point is and obviously the course has got uh, the tools to showcase that so i think this one had a, a kind of an, an opportunity because uh close coming to december there's a lot of uh, gray area where uh, the solicitor kind of says that yeah uh, the settlement can't be at this point or that point even the banks kind of they they want to take more time for to provide the finance clause so i was negotiating back and forth i had like so many emails and i could tell that okay based on uh, the property manager feedback i could see that there's lots of maintenance work is required and all these things so i was like conveying back and forth a lot with the vendor and uh, i think close to december uh, the vendor was like in a really rush to have the sale done so he, uh, i think at some point uh, he did not agree uh, for the deal but uh, i just had to push the price a little bit up and then yeah i think finally he had to agree uh, given the circumstances yeah yeah nice and i often say that december coming close to christmas is like some of the best buying opportunity people will probably watch this video too late it will be post christmas by the time that people watch it but for next year perhaps because sellers really have this sort of mindset that they want to start the new year fresh clean they want to have moved on they want to have let you know let sleeping um lions lie you know bygones be bygones they want to create a new chapter in their life it's not like a tax thing because obviously the tax year is different it's just a mental thing and so you know you can really push them you can really kind of bargain you can really negotiate really well and i'm glad you were able to negotiate obviously via email back and forth back and forth back and forth with confidence because you said before that you weren't previously so confident so this time you kind of learnt more on the job and um and got there so i mean i'm very very happy actually for the, especially for the second um second property it's just a terrific terrific deal and and last question that i'll ask shivaz is you know there's a there's a lot of uncertainty in the world like there is every year um you know there's interest rates maybe they're going to go up more maybe they're not inflation it's looking like it's peaked but who knows you know what's around the corner now you have so much more debt than you started 2022 with you know you're working two jobs and then actually next year you're perhaps going full time into a two year university course um where you know your income might be a little bit less than than what it is today how do you reconcile all of these things and sleep at night you know knowing that is this really the right decision you've made buying these two properties or you know is it actually a little bit risky how, how do you foresee the future yeah no this is a very important point and i think that's the point where i can see all my peers around like they are kind of in that zone and uh, one thing what i've noticed that people don't talk about is that like uh, okay the interest rate has significantly gone up and so is the rental so uh, just my uh, perth property i think uh, that particular suburb the rent has almost gone like 38 to 40% in the last 8 months i think that that's for what uh, it shows so there was a time like when 2020 happened there was very low interest rate and i am sure people have had buffers just like i did so i i knew that this is not going to be there for a long time so i have got a quite a large buffer in place 
uh, and I think I just I just saved it because there was a good time back then, and I I just prepared for it. And uh, uh, I know that uh, I, I consider that maybe even if it goes like one or one point five percent extra, I have all the right buffers in place. So yeah, I just want this to be passive, more in in the passivity side rather than active, because I want to uh, focus on my career. So I've done all the math. So what I could given like the worst case scenarios and uh, I'm the data is showing that it's uh, it's safe and it gives me very peace that uh, now I can rest and like kind of focus on something else yeah yeah nice nice yeah and and that's the great thing about property you kind of it's like short sprints you know you buy you bought these two properties and you can just forget about it for like let's say a couple of years and then come back when you're ready to build your portfolio and anything in life risk equals return but what I particularly appreciate about you and I'm just learning as I'm talking to you now Shabazz is that you're actually very thoughtful very um, measured very considered in your approach and your strategy and in your your thinking style so I would probably add that calculated risk equals return that's probably how you've approached it and that's what I would ask people that's the way that people you know should approach it if you've done your own calculations and your conclusion is actually I'm not comfortable buying property then don't buy property but at least do that calculation at least do that math like you said because you might come to the conclusion that actually in 10 years time my life will be much more better off if I do invest right now um, so yeah, that's exactly what you did. So big congratulations, Shabazz. I was very happy to receive that email um, from you. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago now. So yeah, very, very good work. Congratulations and, and well done. Yeah. And uh, just like final thoughts, I think the uh, the community, the uh, your Facebook community and the Property Investor Accelerator course, there's a community forum. I think uh, people are very helpful and uh, a lot of people have uh, reached out to me. Like I had lots of uh, queries in between whenever I had. So I made like good friends and I think a lot of the, my perspective, I have kind of learned from it. So yeah, it really is a value add and uh, yeah, we wouldn't have done it without your course and like without your support. So thanks so much. Yeah, no, good, good call out as well. In this day and age in 2022, I feel it's a little bit pointless to follow just a single guru or, or something like that because, you know, they're limited. I, everyone's limited. I'm limited as well. I'm, I'm, I'm fallible. But if you have a community of thousands of people who have the same mindset, the same drive and the same, I suppose, resourcefulness to achieve what you want to do, then that's that's what's truly powerful. So within the course community, yeah, we have some fantastic people. So I'm, I'm glad that you made some friends, which is always nice to hear as well. So hopefully that did actually bring you a ton of value. Guys, I just want to say thank you for being with me every single week. If you've left a review on Spotify or iTunes, big, big, big gratitude to you. I want to read one recent one out. It says, this podcast can potentially change your life, not just in the knowledge of property investment, in his systematic approach to data, but following PK for a long time, you learn what is really important in life and how we can achieve it. I would highly recommend to anyone who wants to achieve 
freedom. I really love that um, the account was life-changing. They didn't give their name, but I, I really love that because not everything is about money, but money certainly helps, okay? So <laughs> hopefully you're sticking with me each and every week, and I'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you.